Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I was contemplating our first lesson from Isaiah chapter 49 this week. I was uh, struck by the words, um, The Lord called me before I was born, while I was in my mother's womb, he named me. Before he came to life and was born in this world, he saw that the Lord's plan was upon him. And what was the Lord's plan for his life? He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. An arrow or sharp sword is the servant of the Lord. It's a powerful, powerful statement when you think about it. I think many of us look to the Lord's servants as uh, perhaps consolers, right? Comforters. Those who will provide, uh, say, a sense of pastoral care or comfort in times of distress. And indeed, the audience to who this, uh, the, the prophet was prophesying to was a people deeply distressed in their exile in Babylon. They had need for comfort. The servant of the Lord is promised not so much as a comforting figure, but as one whose mouth is like a sharp sword, who can also be thought of an arrow that can pierce the heart. Now, in contemplating this kind of servant, I was also thinking about times of adversity and nations that have experienced great oppression and adversity within their borders. Kind of a go-to for me is my time in South Africa and Namibia and studying the period of uh, apartheid there in both countries. Particularly this week, I was uh, remembering uh, my time in Johannesburg and uh, particularly the township of Soweto. And uh, this township was rocked really hard throughout generations of violence and uh, racial um, uh, the hardship of the racial segregation that happened as part of the apartheid program. And uh, kind of it sticks out in Johannesburg is this one street. And on this one street, there grew up two Nobel Peace Prize winners, Archbishop Desmond Tutu and Nelson Mandela. They grew up just down the street from each other. It's one township in uh, Johannesburg. Now, uh, many of you maybe know Nelson Mandela, very famously uh, was the leader of the, Afca the ANC, the African National Congress, who was incredibly active politically in advocating for free and fair elections throughout the uh, nation of South Africa, instead of the highly racialized ones where only white people could vote, which was the case up through, um, I believe, 94. Um, <clears throat> when uh, apartheid was, uh, the apartheid regime and program was finally abolished. And for his political work, 
Nelson Mandela was first imprisoned for most of his life. We went to his prison there on Robben Island off the coast of Cape Town. It's a cold island. Originally, the, the kind of, I wouldn't say it was a prison, but uh, it was a place of exile for people with leprosy centuries ago. But in the 20th century, it became a, exile, a place of exile for political prisoners, just like Nelson Mandela. He lived in this little, little cell for decades for speaking truth to the powers that be in his native land. Spiritually, Bishop Tutu led the people first of Botswana. Uh, though he grew up in South Africa, he was trained to be a pastor in the country of Botswana. And for his work uh, advocating for peace in his native South Africa, where he would later be bishop for many years as well, he was awarded the Peace Prize also, the Nobel Peace Prize. He was seen worldwide as a light to the nations for advocating for restorative justice instead of retributive justice, as we say. And he's famously known after receiving the Peace Prize, he did powerful work working with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa where crimes and injustices and the sins of the people were aired out between offenders and victims alike. Instead of just trying to meet an eye for an eye, people met each other with truth. Spiritually, Desmond Tutu served as a servant to his nation working for peace. Politically, Nelson Mandela served as uh, a political leader in the pursuit of peace and peaceful transfer of power. I think about these uh, two figures because for many of the powers that be throughout most of their lives, they were seen uh, like the servant that Isaiah prophesied about, as those whose mouths were like sharp swords, piercing the system in which they were raised. Nelson Mandela was imprisoned because he was viewed as an arrow that would pierce the heart of the segregationist policies in his homeland. And yet many have come to see their advocate, uh, advocacy for peace and for democracy in their native South Africa as an example to the whole world that we can have a better way than resentment and adversity and oppression. In our own chores, as I shared with the uh, kids in our children's system, our children's sermon, we've had our own struggles here in the United States. Diversity is not easy, and it has never been. Fortunately, we have moral leaders that we can look to, servants of our nation, servants of the people, servants of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That means to bring all people of all colors, of all languages, of all nationalities, to the throne of God, not only for this lifetime, but all lifetimes to come. Any work we can do here and now in our place, in our politics, in our churches, wherever we may find ourselves to mirror what is going on in heaven, that great inclusion, that light for the nations, that is powerful and just work. 
We give thanks for this week for the example of Martin Luther King Jr. Though he was seen to many in his lifetime as his, having a mouth that was like a sharp sword, or perhaps being like a piercing arrow to our system and our status quo. Still, we see him, hopefully we can see him as a servant of God, leading us to really think about all people of all colors, of all languages, of all backgrounds, are worthy of the freedom, and the freedom and opportunity that everybody else is given in this country. But more than that, this example of the servant that Isaiah prophesied about is ultimately fulfilled in the life and witness of Jesus Christ, whom John claimed in his baptism, who's shown, whose light shone not just for one time, lifetime, not just for one country, but for all time and for all eternity. The season of Epiphany, the, the, the name Epiphany, means light shining around, epi, on or around, and then phanos, light shining. In some rites, we celebrate Epiphany as the light shining upon Christ himself. But I always like to think of Epiphany as the light of Christ shining over all the world, over all people for all time. It has a great and wonderful vision that we need to be reminded of again and again and again, every year during this season, but also every week, every day. The light of Christ did not come for some, but came for all. And the light of Christ shines not for some nations, but for all nations. And that light shines not just for some people, but for all people. Not just for one time and one lifetime, but for all lifetimes that have been and for all lifetimes that will ever be. We put our trust in that light here today again. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.